episode three of Most Clicked, where we break down the most popular digital marketing news stories in higher ed. Do consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or following us on LinkedIn to get notified about new episodes. You can find out more over on wearesmile.com forward slash most clicked. I'm your host, Nathan from Smile. Smile is a leading digital agency for the higher education sector. And today I'm joined by my good friends, Matt from Smile and Kyle not from Smile. You will probably know Kyle from the Education Marketer email newsletter instead. Hi guys. Hi um, guys. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. You? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, so in today's episode, we're joined by Amy Cousins from Newcastle University. Hi, Amy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Yourself? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Um, would you would you mind kind of introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, as Nathan said, I'm Amy. Um, I'm the SEO and Content Marketing Manager at Newcastle Uni. Um, started there a couple of years ago, um, initially just a purely SEO focused role. Um, and it was the first SEO role that I ever recruited for. So it was a bit mental and a bit of an education piece in the first year or so. Um, but yeah, I've been there two years and really enjoying it. Awesome. That's great. Uh, well, Kyle, why don't you do the honours and introduce our guest-inspired story? We're doing. Um, Amy, I'll probably pick you up on um, being the first SEO to join Newcastle in a bit, because that sounds terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the reason um, they've been writing on today is to talk about this, this great thing that uh, you've been working on called your Belong blog um, and just for the people on the stream here. Um, so what Newcastle's done, they've, they've created a, a blog entirely dedicated to helping students feel like um, they, they belong on, on campus and also as a result attract uh, new people to, to the university. And it's very much on trend with uh, this, this idea of community marketing at the moment, and that is uh, getting your, your students to, to be the marketers for you almost. and invite people into your university in that manner rather than the sort of standard promotional avenues that we've uh, all been used to over the years so i don't want to steal your thunder amy um I i'm really got curious about the, the content on this blog as it seems really sort of close to the student journey but uh, i just got a feeling there's there's a lot more going on in how you've chosen to write about these topics and the way you've written about them so it would be great if you could uh, share a little bit of insight with people yeah, totally. Um, so I inherited the blog um, when I first started working here. And initially it was, I think, a lot like how a lot of businesses treat blogs, which is just mm. kind of like a place for content to be dumped that we think the user wants to see and not necessarily what the user's telling us they want to see. Um, and so I was kind of just left to it. And as I say, was the first SEO person at the uni. So I was quite isolated um, and I just thought this would be a perfect place to house an SEO content strategy. Um, so all the content, well, I'd say 95% of the content on there, because there are some battles that I've lost, um, but 95% of the content on there is just purely search data. Um, so we use um, like enterprise tools like Ahrefs. Great. Um, but also there's gaps in Google's data set for our audience. So um, if you're under 18 and you have a Google account, Google won't give us your search data because you're a child. Um, so mm -hmm. tools like Ahrefs don't actually include 
um, information on those users. The majority of people under 18 don't have a Google account, but there were gaps that we could anticipate. So I do Ahrefs key phrase research in tandem um, with social media monitoring. And then also, um, I don't know if I've ever used advanced search operators as well, um, but I use those on the student room and then so I can get key phrase research in real time. So that's what kind of it's all based on is just what Google and what they're searching for um, on socials and stuff. So that's where it's born from. Um, that that's amazing. As I, I've also noticed that as um, scrolling through here, you've, you've got a few lead magnets that are popping up as well. Um, so I imagine you're you're using, obviously you're, you're driving traffic to the site and it sounds like you're doing really a really good job of it. Um, but you're also uh, grabbing the, the email addresses of that traffic and then I imagine you're putting them into a decent uh, chain of CRM comms and making sure they're, they're looked after, is that right? Yes, that's right. Um, so our emails, we have 16 different email audiences. So that's yeah. from like parents 2022 international to UG UK 2023, like from prospects, parents, international, in total there's 16 um, different ones. That we write targeted emails for um so yeah we do use that for like um lead nurture and stuff like that um but i'll be honest my um roots are in seo so i have to sort of learn the lead capture side of things and i learned that from my colleagues who are brilliant um but yeah that that is how we capture leads um is largely from the blog um we've got some blogs in particular that perform really well um that have been really successful in that area because i don't know if you guys have much experience in seo but seo differs from industry to industry so um for example for example the fashion industry is really really saturated if you try and rank within you know i, I used to work on like clark shoes and it's really, really hard to rank for anything higher education it's like this fair game and i shouldn't be saying this on here because other unis will maybe hear it and do it but um it's fair game it's it's not as saturated it's not as competitive yeah so you can get stuff ranking quite quickly um but also because each industry is different the seo best practice per industry is different so um, pretty early on, I realized that if a blog was live for two years on the Belong blog, then it will start to rank on page one, which is the average amount of time for most sites. But our clearing stuff took a year. So you can, oh. if it's time sensitive, it's like Google's prioritizing it and advanced enough to know based on the nature of the query when it should be ranking. Um, but yeah, it's been a massive learning curve, to be honest. What, what sort of KPIs are you tracking to, to kind of understand if this has been a success? Um, so rankings and clicks. Um, I do you know do you know what a featured snippet is? Mm -hmm, um, yeah. So yeah. So if you Google something, um, just for any listeners that aren't sure, if you Google something and then you get the answer straight away. So how old is Obama? And his age will just come up in a box. Um, that's called position zero, and it's so powerful to get that because it's not just that you're giving the user an answer to their query straight away. It also means that they see you as authoritative in that field. You think think about the amount of trust you put in that page one, position one result. So it's kind of like a bike exploiting power, which sounds awful. So um, so in, so both rankings and traffic, but also I love featured snippets. We've got a few of them for the blog now, and they're another metric for me as well personally. I like getting those. Nice. I feel like I talk all day about this. I've got yeah. one more question, if that's okay. Um, a big part of SEO, at least what I've found in universities, is that education piece, um, mainly around stakeholders and other, other colleagues. Um, as you're the only person looking after SEO, what sort of approaches have you you taken to sort of share that knowledge uh, and specifically things around, you know, dispelling myths like every 
sort of search results in a click like you mentioned feature snippets there like you know you won't get a click out of that but it's it's very good to have it anyway so you, you know what sort of things do you, do you have in place to, to handle that in the uni um good question to be honest so i work within central marketing i think newcastle uni is probably structured in the way a lot of unis are where you have your central marketing team and then you have faculties that will have their own teams and it's all quite secular and then you've got your academics that are just a whole other kettle of fish um, within Central, it, it was easy because there was a pre-existing understanding of SEO and um, yeah. we have like a really brilliant web team and they knew what it was and they knew how to do it like bread and butter SEO. It was just having someone who would take ownership of it that they needed. But in terms of like wider across the uni, that, that was took a bit more time um, because I think, for example, um, if your site is really, really big, um, Google doesn't like that because it uses up a lot of crawl budget. It's very, very expensive for Google to crawl all these websites all the time. And if you're a waste of Google's money, then it won't pay attention <laughs> to that. So our website is massive. It's so big that um, this sounds like it's a like your mama joke, but it isn't. Um, our website is so big that if we made a change now, it wouldn't actually be indexed and show up in Google for 23 days because that's how long yeah. it takes Google to get through our site. So it's been like, to answer your question, um, it's teaching people that actually publishing content needlessly is hurting us as a business overall. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything more empowering than like sharing your knowledge, which sounds really cheesy, but I built my career yeah. on people who were really happy to just tell you everything they'd learned. You know, I tested this today and this worked, so here's this. You know, I've done the hard work, but you can have this piece of knowledge. So that's the ethos I've tried to have at the uni, like if, if someone emails me about publishing a blog and I think it's actually going to hurt our rankings, I'll say, look, you know, I'm not too sure about publishing this, but let's have a call. Like, I'll teach you why I don't want to do it and, and how we could potentially make this blog something that's actually going to rank and get you some results. So it's been, I think, being open-minded and just being really willing to share and, and be patient as well with people because unis have such a huge legacy thing that people aren't like, digital forward all the time mm. and that's fine because they're not digital still a quite new thing to unis which is insane coming from an agency but it is um so yeah so patience and just being willing i think to share what you've learned really openly helps a lot amazing nice well i mean like kyle i, I feel like there's so much more uh left unsaid but uh, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on that section today, I'm afraid. But thank you so much, Amy. I hope you're going to stick around and hopefully um, chip in with the next couple of examples. So, um, Kyle, what's up next? Um, the second most popular piece this week was from Supri Rock Uni, which wins automatically because of the name. <laughs> so about American universities, like they just have these incredible names. And I often wonder what's the story behind something like that, you know? <laughs> um, so Slippery Rock, they're like a lot of unis in America right now, they're doing a, um, a vaccine campaign, i.e. to get their students vaccinated and protected from coronavirus. Uh, but like a lot of American unis, they've got a lot of budget to throw behind it. Um, Slippery Rock were doing a campaign um, saying, look, if you get to, I think it's 75% of everyone vaccinated by a certain date, the president, i.e. The, the VC, will get a tattoo uh, of which is designed by the student body, which I think is just rolling the dice, personally. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't do it, would you? Um, like I say, it's, it's about money as well, this, because the, the tattoo is like the, the big prize. But beneath that is free tuition, free parking on campus 
and a load of other goodies for students as well. So, you know, the, the tattoo's up there because it's fun, it's the hook, but then there's some real kind of benefits to getting vaccinated, apart from protecting yourself from a virus. <laughs> um, but it, it still amazes me in, in general why these campaigns exist, but I kind of get it. If, if you're struggling to get people to get vaccinated, then you have to do something. Um, but yeah, I shared this one because of the, the just the kind of different angle on it because usually like it's monetary incentives or tuition that's pretty standard by now but you know actually getting a member of the the highest order of your, your faculty and your senior team tattooed is uh i haven't come across that yet i don't know what you guys thought about it um matt could you ever imagine any of our clients offering uh, this one up no i mean serious commitment to the cause isn't it i, I think he, <laughs> he's been quite clever though he's, co he's covered his back by saying that he'll get to pick the the chosen designs <laughs> Uh, that, that kind of go go out to vote because um, oh, heaven. But heaven what if they're all crazy? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I'd love to see some. It's very American. This video as well. It's so like um, I don't know. I, I often think when you're watching like a, an American sitcom TV show and they cut to like those really cheesy kind of adverts on public broadcast stuff. Uh, it feels like one of those. It, it's quite, it's quite endearing. I quite like the video. Tongue in cheek as well. I mean, I don't, I don't know the full context behind the clip we just saw, but the the, the mascot puts a, a, a tattoo on him. But I think it's the tattoo of their competitor or their closest competitor, which is why he throws it away. I'm not sure, but I think, I think it is. Um, so again, it's it's tongue in cheek, and I think I said it looks like it's shot on an iPhone six, but I still love it. You know. Yeah. It's funny. It's it's some dude walking around in a, a suit, and oh, it's great. I love it. It's, it's, great. Great. it's such yeah. a testament to like the climate over there as well, because like, did I read that it was if sixty percent or something of them got vaccinated, or if, if just they're just willing anybody to get vaccinated? But so at Newcastle, um, like ninety five percent are already fully vaccinated, and then the rest are just waiting to get their second. I think we wow. have two in this massive survey that said they didn't want it at all. There's two students. So when, when, I, when I read that, it was just like, you just forget. It's, it's like, shocking. I think it depends also whereabouts in the US the university is as well. Um, I think some states are considerably better than others. But yeah, the generally comparing the UK to the US in sort of vaccination targets, it, it's crazy. It really is. Unbelievable. And more from the US, I think, next in our final story of the episode, isn't it, Kyle? Yeah, well, it's where all the big social people live, isn't it? Um, so Facebook, um, I feel like we're kind of sponsoring Facebook at this point because we talk about them every bloody episode. <laughs> but there's so much going on right now. And every time the story comes out, it just moves so much further away from this this, this time it was it was born and it was, it was a brand new thing. It was positive. It was innovative. And now yeah. it's just it's a devil of a corporation. It, it is. Um, so... The, You've probably all heard about the, the whistleblower stuff coming out, but there's a few things within that that I just wanted to share and that maybe we should think about a bit wider. So there's actually a document in, in Facebook that was leaked that had had the line on it. Is there a way to, I'm just read it word for word here, I don't get it wrong. Is there a way to leverage play dates to drive word of hand stroke growth amongst kids? Now, let me break that down. So word of hand is a smartphone in a hand right so they're looking to get smartphones into kids hands to distract them from actually playing as an option for a product 
I just I don't know what to do with that. It, it just it just so dystopian, isn't it? I mean, it is. You, I read about this stuff in like Williams William Gibson books, you know, or you know that this this is this shouldn't be like digital marketing news. <laughs> you know, I can reel off loads more as well, like the, the recent stuff about Instagram, Facebook sitting on research that Instagram was harming teenage girls. You know, and, like, and, I, I, I've been I've been racking my brain, you, like you say. Oh sponsored by facebook uh, and, <laughs> and clearly there's um there's an interest from he marketers around face the facebook vehicle and it's something of interest to them and and i think like the 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 things that i can draw from this story is i've been involved in a couple of conversations where you know r- recruitment conversations where it's like well we need to start targeting people earlier you know yeah. Uh, and and I think this is pretty common across the sector now. It's like, well, you know, let's start targeting end of, you know, like 10, 11 year yep. old sort yep. of thing. And, and so the, this sort of stuff, you know, it, it is relevant to, to the HE market for, for those sorts of reasons as much as it is uh, absolutely terrifying. I mean, you know, Matt, you've got, you've got small children. Um, could you... What, how do you feel about Facebook trying to target your kids? I mean, the problem is that they're so used to using phones and tablets and things now. Like it does, it wouldn't take much to to get to them. So yeah, it, yeah. Is, a, it is a bit worrying. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, the the thing that strikes strikes me is you know every well, I assume every university has a Facebook account. And if they don't, they probably missed the boat on it now. <laughs> um, but you know, it's every university is on this platform, and the more stuff that's leaked, it it's actually about the target age group who we we recruit, right? And we look after, and we put great pains on mental health and protecting people at university. Is there going to come a point where Facebook is just so predatory and so out there that we really have to consider as a university? Yeah. Do we want to be on this platform now? Now that's a massive decision because in most cases, universities have like 50,000 plus, way more than that, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, you know, whether you get a business out of that or you can actually leverage that is another question, but these are huge audiences and, you know, to get rid of a platform like that is, is a big decision. So, I mean, my thinking is, you know, if anything, at the minimum that there should probably be an exit strategy in university in case your audience do force your hand and say, look, we don't want you on this platform. It's happened before, you know, the students speak loudly about topics and we have to respond. So, you know, they might speak very loudly one day about a presence on Facebook and Facebook associated apps, you know, Instagram, WhatsApp, you know, it's not just Facebook. It's it's an ecosystem. Um, yeah, yeah, as you can yeah. attest, Nath, because when it went down the other week, you lost some services, didn't you? Which is not yep. it wasn't Instagram or WhatsApp. It, it's it's the internet. It's infrastructure. Well, so. Exactly, he's uh, getting to the point where it is infrastructure now, and you you're right. If it goes down, it can take down a large proportion of the web with it. Um, That's you know, it. Should it be treated as such? Uh, no, I think what you've done there, guys, is like a fantastic kind of Jerry Springer food for thought type thing. <laughs> uh at the at the end of our show here um so that's that's all we've got time for i'm afraid for this episode thanks again to matt kyle and our guest amy um amy if people would like to connect with you 
Um, what is the best way that they can do that? Probably LinkedIn. Um, more than happy to connect with people on LinkedIn. And if anybody has any questions about SEO, I love talking about it. So just message me. <laughs> more than happy to have a chat. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Amy. Well, if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do consider subscribing on YouTube or indeed following on LinkedIn. You'll be able to get updates for all of our future episodes. Um, all of the details for Most Clicked are available on wearesmile.com. Thanks for watching and see you soon. Bye.